right, all right, all right. Welcome to Investment Banking Insights. This is the only show absolutely dedicated to helping you learn both the technical and the non-technical aspects of the investment banking process. Yes, we are absolutely dedicated to the field of IB here on this show. So I hope that you're learning a lot, um, whether you're new to the show or you've been listening for a while and just working your way up through every single episode. I certainly hope this has helped you. And let's go ahead and talk today about exchange ratios, okay? So we've talked about the precedent transaction analysis steps, and we're at the step where we are spreading our financial information. We're spreading our precedent transactions. But in order to do that, we have to understand what is actually going on in terms of the purchase of these companies that we're looking at. Now, we talked in the last episode about calculating equity value. Super important. We have to understand how much is actually being paid for the shares, for the equity in these different deals. But let's dig a little bit deeper into that. We don't just want to know how much was spent. We want to know how it was spent. What was the nature of the deal? Now, recall that there are three ways that one company can pay for another company, you have an all cash deal, you have an all stock deal, and then you have a mixture of cash or stock, uh, cash and stock. Now that cash might come from cash on hand, it might also come from newly raised debt that the company issues in order to make sure that they're able to finance the deal. Now with an all cash deal, The transaction consideration, it's pretty straightforward. It's a certain amount of cash that's transferred from the acquirer to the target company in exchange for that target company's equity. And targets, depending on who's running the target company, they might really like this because the value that they're getting in the deal is certain. You can't fake cash, right? Like imagine if you started a company, you built it up, and you sold it for $20 million, and you get that offer, like, hey, we wanna buy your company for 20 million, we'll pay you in all cash. Like, that sounds amazing, right? Now imagine you get that same call, and the acquirer is saying, hey, we wanna buy your company for 20 million, but we wanna pay you all in stock, in our company stock. Well, you might think about that deal a little bit differently then, right? You might wanna negotiate, maybe you want a little bit more cash, maybe you want a little bit more stock, Maybe you want it all cash and you're not accepting stock at all because you want that certainty of value. So that's a very real consideration in these types of deals. Now, if stock is an element of how the target company is going to get paid, you need to consider exchange ratios. And there are two types of exchange ratios. There's fixed ratios and floating ratios. Let's go over those now. Now, first, let's talk about fixed ratios. A fixed ratio was essentially the number of shares that the acquirer gives divided by the number of shares that the target gives. So if the acquiring company gives one share of their stock to the target company and gets four shares of the target company's stock in exchange, its fixed exchange ratio is 0.25 because they're giving one and they're getting four. So one divided by four is 0.25. Now the thing with this is the actual dollar value of the deal can change if the acquirer's stock changes value before the deal is closed. 
you can see how this could happen, right? Because the deal is being paid on a per share basis, but the dollar per share value of the stock might actually change. You know, we know stocks go up and down all the time. So the amount of value in dollars that the target company is actually going to get, that might change by the time the deal closes, by the time everything is all said and done. So that's kind of a risk with this method, but it is a method that's used. Another type of ratio is called a floating ratio. This is where you have a set dollar per share offer that's set for the acquirer to give to the target. So an acquirer might decide to pay the target company shareholders, let's say $30 in the acquirer's stock, $30 per share for every share of target company stock that they hold. So it's based on the level of ownership on the target company side, and it's a set dollar amount. So the number of shares that the acquirer issues, it can change depending on stock price fluctuations, but not the dollar value. So that $30 per share, based on how much, how many shares the target shareholders own, that doesn't change. But the amount of shares that the acquirer issues can change. So for example, if the acquirer's stock rises, then they need to issue less shares to pay out that fixed dollar value per share to the target. On the other hand, if the acquirer's stock falls, then they need to issue more shares to meet that dollar per share threshold. So let's say that the acquirer is going to pay $30 for every one share that the, uh, the target company target company shareholders hold. If their stock falls, if the acquirer's stock falls, then they're going to have to issue more shares to make it up. Where you'll typically see this is if the acquirer is a much bigger company than the target, you might see this kind of arrangement in the consideration because the acquirer can afford to absorb some of that downside if their stock price falls or fluctuates um, while still giving the target company shareholders some level of certainty. They have some sense that they're going to get a certain value because it's spelled out in dollars per share in terms of their offer price. So those are the differences between a fixed ratio and a floating ratio. And then as far as the floating ratio, like how do you calculate what that share price is at the end of the day that's going to be used? The share price is calculated usually as an average trading price over a certain number of days before the deal closes. So for example, they might look at the average trading price over the 30 days prior to the date that the deal closes. And then that's the, the share price used to calculate the number of shares that's going to be issued. So that's something that you should take into consideration as well. But those are the differences between fixed and floating. Next time, we're going to be talking about another provision that is useful to understand when talking about consideration for acquisitions. So that's what I got for you today. This has been Investment Banking Insights. My name is Alex Mason. I am your host, and I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful day. Take care.